everybody. Andrea Eriks here. Welcome back to another episode of the Bind Podcast. I have to admit to you all, it has been a whirlwind of a few weeks and I had to take a little sabbatical from recording and so if I sound a little rusty today, I'm just going to admit that up front. Uh, we, uh, every, every October, I kind of make this whole uh, month-long celebration of Halloween uh, because it's just a really fun, integrative way to play with our kids and uh, we go on camping trips all fall long. Well, you know, I assumed, because every year that we do this, I get really pepped up and that gives me like this extra jaunt of energy to to just make it through the beginning of the fall season, heading right into Thanksgiving and Christmas. But I have to admit, this particular season, even though it was really fun, I found myself to be slightly more fatigued than I had in years past, and so I needed to just skim some things out and give myself a little bit of breathing room, and I think that that's a great segue to go right on into a great topic of discussion for today, and that is honoring your time and acknowledging when you need a little bit of rest in the midst of your life. So here I sit today. It is, I believe, the 23rd or 24th of November. I don't know. It's a Tuesday. It's all a big blur. And uh, I'm feeling a little bit exhausted. I took this week off of um, work from seeing clients face to face. I just needed it desperately. So I just took that whole week of Thanksgiving off and I decided, well, my son has to go to school, he's in kindergarten, but my daughter didn't have to. But I decided for these first two days of my break, I was going to give myself an extra break and have her go do her normal preschool classes. And um, even though it's nice to have this quiet, I had to do a whole bunch of running around this morning to get both of the kids around. Logan had to get on the bus, Brooklyn had to be dropped off at school. And of course, I forgot her book bag when I dropped her off. So not only did I drop her off once, but then I had to go back. So um, I'm feeling just a little bit exhausted, a little bit deflated. And as I got done running all of those errands that I have to do, I sat at my kitchen table and looked out. I've got, so there's this bay window that you can look out into my backyard. And I do have a very lovely backyard. Uh, It's pretty peaceful. We're in a subdivision, but our yard happens to have the retention pond, but don't think water because there's not water. We actually call it a swamp, but because it's overgrown back there, it looks kind of secluded and wooded. And so I stared out and lo and behold, what happened was the most beautiful, slow snowflakes just started falling from the sky. And so I did this um, out of character thing where I took all of my podcast equipment and I brought it down to my kitchen. So as I talk to you all, I can just watch the snowfall and enjoy it to a certain degree because it is feeling incredibly heavy this year and very busy. And so I'm just kind of having a day where I'm wanting to reflect and talk to you all about that because I think what I'm experiencing is something that can resonate with so many of you out there. And I wanted to just bring it to light so maybe you didn't feel alone or isolated because this is a season of isolation as we're getting deeper into the pandemic I don't know about where you live, but where we live, it's getting heavier and heavier and the cases are increasing. And I just heard on a press conference by Dr. Fauci yesterday that, um, well, I think he had the press conference Sunday, but I think I listened to it yesterday or the day before, 
and he's saying may do before things can look remotely normal and that just felt even more deflating because I am a person who really enjoys the freedoms of uh, being able to go out and not have to think so hard about the, the danger and how to be safe in the midst of that. And so May just sounded very, very far away. Not to mention, as you can imagine, it's pretty mental health heavy out there right now. And so I know my partners and I at the practice have been very swamped just trying to help individuals uh, make it through this very difficult, emotionally heavy season in life. And so that's kind of where I, I wanted to go today is just talking about those ways to acknowledge when your body is fatigued and how to give yourself permission to rest in the midst of chaos. I had mentioned when I began this session that we, we do a month-long season of camping and fall festivities. And it is so much fun. I'm not going to lie. I love, I probably love Halloween more than my kids do, but I don't know. They love it. They ended up getting like four bags of candy this year because they trick-or-treated, oh, maybe three bags each. So we didn't just trick-or-treat once in our neighborhood. What we do is in the fall in Indiana, we have these lovely state parks that you get to go for the fall festivities and and you can take your camper or your tent, whatever your camping style of choice is. I am a glamper these days because I need at least some luxury in the midst of all of the hiking and mud and all those things. So that's just my style, but I have a true appreciation for tent campers. You all know that you're the hardcore ones and uh, you deserve merit. What we do is we haul our, our hybrid trailer and go to two different campsites at least during the fall season. And we pick the weekends that those particular campsites have their fall festivities. And uh, what you can do is you can do various activities that the parks themselves are putting on. And you can also decorate your campsite. And typically they have a campsite trick-or-treat. Um, I was afraid they were going to cancel that this year. Uh, reasonably so. Like if we had to do it, we had to do it. But I really do love um, getting to do that activity and the kids love it. Fortunately, the campgrounds were able to find socially distant safe ways to incorporate that this year. And so it did not disappoint and it was a little blip of normalcy. Yes, we had to wear our masks, but we still got to have some of those elements of normalcy instead of it getting canceled like so many other things have been canceled this year. And so that was a loss that I didn't have to suffer but here is the interesting part of this whole thing. Normally, as an individual, I like to view myself as a fairly optimistic person. And I have to admit that these past couple of months, I've been sinking a little bit more deeply into uh, being uh, more on the low spectrum of outlook. So my mood has just been kind of irritable and uh, not as excited as it normally would be. But I noticed that there's these spurts of joy in the midst of the losses and sorrows that I do feel like I'm personally encountering due to, I would say, the pandemic. Like, yeah, the election season was very heavy as well, and I fe felt the tension of that uh, in the therapy room. I felt it on both sides. You know, some people were really hoping for one side and others were really hoping for another and you could feel this intense tension surrounding that but 
um, where we kind of got an answer. We're still waiting on final counts and stuff like that. But it felt like once some form of answer came, that that lightened for people. It didn't feel as heavy. And I was very grateful for that. But here still looms this heaviness of the pandemic. And we're going, I actually just had my mom and my two sisters over for a small Thanksgiving celebration. And even it felt so different, um, so less exciting. And going into the Christmas season, just kind of questioning Um, will we get to celebrate that with the same kind of enthusiasm and excitement as we typically do, knowing that it has to be a little different, how to still keep that excited spirit and try to maintain those good vibes, so to speak, for our children, as we know that we have to be careful and we have to be mindful of our family members as we go deeper into cold season and try to approach a sense of normalcy during the holiday season. So let's back up to the camping October month again. I just have to share with you all that, you know, I talked about, you know, my mood was a little more irritable and I've been feeling a bit more overwhelmed and I'm wondering how many of you out there are experiencing the same thing. So here's some of what was going on for me during the camping season, we had this intermittent, like there was these spurts of joy and excitement and really loving watching the kids interact. So we go, we have some quarantine buddies. And if you've listened to other sessions, I'm sure that you've heard us talk about, or excuse me, not us. I'm sure you've heard me talk about the Walker family because they are our go-to best friends We've been quarantining together. We've been each other's quarantine buddies so that way our kids still get kids to play with and we still get to have people together and um, we trust each other and we're being very mindful of any contacts or things like that. But while we're all healthy, we stay together and that's been wonderful. So they came on the camping trip with us. So we had two weekends in a row of camping trips and when our kids get together, so our sons are the same age and our daughters are the same age, and all of the kids are within a two-year span of um, distance. So we've got two five-year-olds, two three-year-olds, and they all are so much fun together. Uh, We really enjoy watching them play, uh, but they have this collective energy and, you know, obviously they're kids, and they're like brothers and sisters because we all spend so much time together. So when things are really good, they're really good. And when things are not so good, they're not so good. And so when you have this like good, not good, good, not good kind of happening on and off throughout the the weekend, you you can imagine that you get a little bit fatigued, especially because when you're camping, you have to encounter whatever the weather brings you, as well as like, you know, we had rain on our second weekend. It was like spurts of like, warmth and then rain and then coldness and the weekend prior to that it was incredibly windy because the campsite where we stayed was on a prairie instead of going into the wooded area and that made it quite difficult because the wind was horrid and I have this horrible story about trying to put up some Halloween decorations at my campsite and it just was a nightmare and it made me rethink ever decorating my campsite again so it was pretty intense. But, you know, I had to ask myself because I'm going through two weekends in a row and I'm trying so hard to maintain this status of joy so that way I can really soak up and enjoy my time with my kids. And I just would have these moments where I just felt so 
exhausted and deflated. And that actually made me think of so many of my clients in my therapy session. And while I can't know exactly what individual experiences of life are like, I can imagine that there is a common experience that's happening that people don't know is actually okay. And so I wanted to speak on that. As I mentioned before, my mood was so up and down this past weekend. There were moments where I was extremely, or this past weekend, you guys, my brain is so like quarantine crazy that I can't describe to you all what's going on for me. But um, a few weeks ago, this is like over a month ago now, a few weeks ago, as we were camping, I did. I just went through these moments where I was so excited and having such a good time. And then other moments where I was like, oh God, please just like give me some solitude. Give me some peace and quiet. It's so loud. I'm overstimulated. The kids are being so loud. They're fighting. The fighting is hard to deal with. And I'm trying to keep everybody somewhat in order in the midst of being in an environment where we we promote a little bit of chaos at the same time, because you're camping, right? Like, what's normal about camping? Nothing. Like, you're making all of your food outside. Um, you're always outside or inside for short amounts of time. And my emotions were all over the place, which is probably why this podcast feels a little all over the place today. But we'll get there. I had to internally think to myself, what is up with me? I want the happy moments, and I want to fight for those happy moments. But right now, I'm just feeling this deep heaviness and that does not feel okay and I had to go in and remind myself it actually is okay that in life we don't always get these spurts of 100% happiness and joy and I think people get confused about that I think that people believe something is amiss and something is wrong with life if you have this heaviness in the midst of what are supposed to be happy moments and I want to encourage you all that's not necessarily true We don't get, you know, every now and again in life, there are moments in which you have this beautiful whole happiness that you're getting to sit in. And that always feels so wonderful. And it's such a reprieve from, uh, you know, when life is more difficult. But I, I feel like sometimes when I talk to people, they are trying to aim for that goal in which they find the secret to just ever happiness. I've come to realize that I think that both of the emotions, the happiness and the sadness or heaviness, they they intermingle, they dance together and that it's okay that you're not a bad person if you have a very happy moment and yet in the midst of it, you're still feeling heaviness. Yet I notice that a lot of people continue to beat themselves up over believing I should be happy in this moment. Well, You might have a moment that brings you a joyous memory, but you could also hold a heaviness. Uh, Have any of you watched the the kids' uh, cartoon slash movie Inside Out? This is what this entire movie is trying to explain to children, but I think also adults, because let's face it, whoever creates those types of cartoons these days are just geniuses. They must have psychologists um, right there with them helping write the storyline because the way that they portray emotions and put names and metaphors to experiences that humans have is just beautiful. I actually love kids shows way more than uh, anything that's being uh, produced for adults these days. But in the movie Inside Out, 
you have joy and sadness. And the whole time throughout the movie, joy is trying so hard to squelch out sadness. And as a result, it was quite destructive because you had these moments in the movie in which there were sprinkles of both joy and sadness, but when only the joy could be felt, the sadness couldn't be acknowledged. And so there wasn't anything there to make space for the sadness to happen in real time. And so it kept being suppressed and suppressed, and that led to some destruction. Finally, when Joy recognized that there was space for both joy and sadness, the sadness could be felt rather than avoided. And this metaphor played out the little girl, uh, the main uh, well, she's not the main character in the movie, but she's the the central hub. She's who the movie is about. And she kept trying to run away from where she was because she couldn't experience the joy, but she couldn't acknowledge the sadness. And when she finally did acknowledge the sadness, there was so much reparation that happened for her and her parents were able to see her in fullness and get her what she needed. And she was able to be in her emotions without feeling guilty that she she didn't resonate with what she thought she was supposed to. That's what we're talking about here. I love, I absolutely love my seasons. Uh, when it comes into fall season, my husband loves summer season, and it is great. It's so much fun. We always have fun all summer long. But in the fall, that is like my jingle jam, and it just takes me right in through those holidays where I get to have these very celebratory moments. And I do understand that not everybody feels the same way about these holidays. So I don't expect that for other people. It's just my personal experience. But my expectation for myself was that I could maintain this 100% inflated happiness. But in reality, this particular year, alongside of the moments of joy and the memories that we're getting to build with our families, both our family and the Walker family, there is so much heaviness. I'm honestly, I'm not sure in a few years when the pandemic is behind us, I don't know if I'll reflect on this time as a time of heaviness or if I'll reflect on it as just a time of joy where we did our best to maintain a sense of normalcy in complete chaos. I do not know and it's not for me to know. But what I do know is that I'm making space to allow joy to be here and also allow the heaviness to be here. I am a fighter, and so I won't give up on living life and providing opportunities for my children to live life, but I'm also being very mindful of my exhaustion during this season and uh, the chaos, the utter chaos as we just try to run around and make life happen. You know, we have many pieces now. We've got kids in two different schools. My husband and I both work, and um, to top it off, we've got um, very chaotic house renovation projects, which I think is actually one of our ways with trying to cope with mostly confinement. So we're we're stuck in our house in a, a lot of times. So we're just doing projects around the house, which we'll talk about later, because um, that's also a fun story. But we're doing our best to acknowledge that there is very real heaviness and it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't get to experience joy too, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with me, so to speak, just because I have this inner mix of both joy and sadness at the same time. And so I wanted to encourage you all 
to look inwardly at what's going on for you personally and really ask yourself, how do I feel right now? And am I okay with it? Am I making space for it? And am I trying to communicate to my loved ones what is going on for me? And I do think that this pandemic has such unique impacts on every single person that you need to go into it at a very individual level. I always talk about this and I can't stress it enough. No matter what anybody tells you, your emotions are individually yours. Therefore, they are yours to process and make sense of. But sometimes when we're doing that, we have to do it with people that we trust uh, that will not uh, bulldoze our emotions, but will make space for us to talk about uh, our emotions at an individual level. So, you know, safe people generally ask more questions than they do give advice. Have grace on people who try to give advice. I think most people just don't know how to not do that. Um, but what you can do is if you notice somebody giving you lots of advice on what might help is you could say, hey, thank you. I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but I, I really just need someone to hear me rather than give me advice. I, I do this oftentimes um, when I'm realizing I just need to hear myself with a trusted person. And usually those people can catch on pretty quickly. If they're not able to do that, I just learn like this friend isn't a good listening friend. This friend's a good advice friend. You know, I accept it for what it is. And sometimes, frankly, like our friends can give really good advice and we might not want to hear it in the moment, but after we process what's going on, it may be something that we needed to hear. So there's there's many elements to it, but what I'm saying is tune into yourself and find ways for you to acknowledge what you really are feeling because if you are feeling depressed right now, you should be attuned to that. Otherwise, you're likely to have far more detrimental experiences if, you, if you're not able to name it and then figure out what's going to help it. And right now, it could feel really heavy, like help is not on its way. So, you know, tune into that. Well, I suppose I've been talking quite a bit. I hope that you are able to hear what I was saying in this, that in the midst of the places where you expect to find joy, if you're not able to find that joy in its fullness, do not lose yourself in that, but instead lean into the fullness of what you are experiencing and attune better to all of your emotions rather than the expectation of pure happiness. We have to learn how to accept and live with all of the emotions because when we do that, we can better cope when the heavier emotions come and we figure out the outlets that help us deal. So whether it, it means getting out a journal or getting out uh, a blank canvas with some paints or pastels or something, or if it means sitting down with somebody that you truly trust and care for, whether it's virtually or if they feel safe enough to see in person at this particular time, go to that outlet and really make space for yourself. It could be a season where you find that you are doing so much that you have to slow down and take a little bit of a break. And I hope that you are a person who can have that because I understand not everybody gets a break. I'm not, I'm not naive to that. And also, you know, in the midst of this just unspeakable time, this undefinable time, 
I hope that you find little joys to help you maintain the sense of normalcy. Today, my little joy is podcasting in my kitchen as I watch the snowfall while I get to talk to all of you lovely people. And, you know, I, I got to admit, I love watching snow fall. I do not love dealing with the roads in northern Indiana during heavy winter seasons, but I love to watch the snowfall and it's so beautiful and it speaks silence for me. And in the midst of so much chaos, I recognize that I just need silence. I need it probably more than I need sleep. And that's saying a lot because I'm feeling pretty, um, pretty hard run these days. Uh, so find your find your small joys. And it doesn't matter what it is. If it's sitting down watching the corny Hallmark Christmas movies or you know, sitting around a fire or something that just speaks to who you are. Those are things that, you know, speak to either me or people that I know and love. Do those things. Do the things that make you feel somewhat normal, that can give you those spurts of butterflies in your stomach that tell you things are okay in the midst of constant heaviness. I hope that you all are well, and I can't wait to tune into another podcast in a week I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving, Uh, even though this podcast is probably being released after Thanksgiving. uh, I hope your Thanksgiving turns out to be good and you can find joy even if it doesn't get to be normal this year. Be well, everybody, and take care of yourselves. I'll see you next week.